Welcome to The Road Show. I'm Karen Jensen Salisbury. I'm your host for today. Thanks for tuning in. I hope everything's going great in your world. Hope you're ready for a great road show today. It is story hour. And I say that because we have, as our guest today, author, speaker, and life coach Tim Story, who has written books and done amazing things. Tim, welcome to The Road Show. What a privilege to be on The Road Show. <laughs> we are happy to have you here. Listen, you are involved in so many different things. It's hard to know where to start. You're known as the life coach to the stars. You meet with CEOs and movie stars and professional athletes. You've been on TV with Steve Harvey and with Oprah. You have a church. You know Lee Iacocca and Smokey Robinson. Man, I don't even know where to start with you. Do you <laughs> give us a little bit about your background and your life and ministry, Tim? Okay. Um, I was actually raised in the church. So as a four-year-old, my father brought me and all of his children. So we had five total. I'm the youngest. And we went to a famous church called Melody Land, which was in Orange County across the yeah. street from Disneyland. And there we really got tapped into God. So we became a God-loving family. And... Um, in the midst of that, I, I love sports, I love athletics, which was really, really great for my life. But about 17 years of age, I was given a book about the life of Mother Teresa. And I saw what she did with the orphans, the impact that she had. And I'm telling you, at that moment, I realized that I would be a humanitarian. And uh, between my God touch and the fact that I love people, that's what I decided to do, and that's what I did. And so how does one go into the humanitarian business? Well, well there's different ways to do it. You know, some people go to a uh, secular college and take uh, classes on, you know, sociology and urban studies, etc. cetera. Uh, I decided to go to a Christian university that some people know of called Southeastern in Lakeland, Florida. And so that's where I went to school, and I had a Bible major. Uh, I went there, but a lot of the classes I was taking even at the time were in counseling, therapy, and then I would also go to a, um, some, a community college back in California during the summer, and I would take even more classes on counseling. So it's interesting that, as we know, our steps are ordered by the Lord. Uh, I knew that I was going to be a humanitarian. I never knew I was going to be a speaker. That 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 started to just unfold. Yeah. So that's what happened. And so how did you end up as a life coach to all these famous people? Well, some things in life, as you know, <laughs> uh, many things I say are things people know, but I think that I say them in a way that some people tend to understand them. But in life, you decide or you discover. And I think too many people try to make these decisions and they get uptight about the decisions. I do believe in the power of the choice. The choice is a selection. But some of the greatest blessings that come in our lives is when we just discover and we allow ourselves to be led by God. And I was speaking at an event. I was super young. I must have been uh, 20, 21 years of age, where I was kind of discovered by a famous athlete by the name of Reggie White at the time. He ah, played for the Philadelphia Eagles. Sure. And he said, hey, Tim, really like you. Would love you to do a chapel at the team I'm in. Uh, the team got excited. Reggie got excited. Reggie had a lot of money. And he said, I'd like to sponsor you to start going to some of my friends' chapel services. So wow. Miami Dolphins, Minnesota Vikings, Oakland Raiders, and then it just literally exploded. Wow. So I was 20, 21, 22 years of age, meeting the most famous athletes in the world. And then they began to ask me to do something that I'd never heard of. They mentioned this thing called life coaching. Could you coach me? So I realized I was in over my head. <laughs> I went to a well-known Christian psychologist in Los Angeles named Dr. Helen Mendez, who taught at USC for many years. And we started a seven-year mentor program where I would go into her office twice a month, 
and we worked on a workbook and a curriculum that is now 800 pages thick and helping people go from recovery to discovery, and that's how it all started. And so you're in the locker room of all these football teams. What do you tell them? Well, it depends on the situation, but what I became good at is um, I would watch various talk shows. Back in that day, it was, it was people like uh, Phil Donahue. Yeah. It was people like Oprah Winfrey. And I would watch the subjects that they would be talking about that day, and then I'd write them down. So they would talk about dealing with rejection or dealing with fears or how to overcome obstacles. And I knew that somebody, some producer was doing a lot of work. Yeah. Because they were pushing buttons that America and the world was listening to. So I was smart enough to take their lot of work and incorporate it into my work. Great so idea. I began to create like chapter one, how to go through obstacles. Chapter two, how to deal with your fears. Chapter three, how to deal with rejection. And I started pushing buttons and it worked. And athletes, many, many times, not always, no entertainers. And then it began to be a very famous entertainer who knew an athlete, and then another famous entertainer who knew an athlete. And um, with no solicitation, no hype, no manipulation, people started looking for me, and uh, here I am today. That is such a great way of doing it, though. You just let God use you, and you were helping people. Yeah. You know, people see on paper that by the grace of God, we've been able to do a lot, you know. Yeah. When I say me, it's me, and I have a team. Um, I told Oprah Winfrey in her backyard, I said, I don't believe in chasing dreams. I believe in cooperating with what God already said. So I, I don't chase anything. I, I chase absolutely nothing. I feel that if I stay in the pocket, and I keep my relationship with God fluid, that my steps are ordered by the Lord. I, I, I actually believe that scripture. Yeah, me too. So you're saying you just seek after God, and He does the placing of your life. I think that's part of it. I think that my relationship with God is a, a real one. Uh, I got very connected to a scripture, Jeremiah 9, 23 and 24, as a as a young person, uh, let not the rich man glory that he's rich, or the mighty man that is mighty, but let him the glory, glory in this, and he understands and knows God. So I made it my life journey to know more about God. Like, I enjoy knowing God and being in relationship with God, and out of that relationship comes fruit. Yeah. And, um, and, and when we have setbacks or when we have problems or we have what I call life interruptions, that's all part of life. It's all part of relationship. And it seems like we're able to work through those things together. And so can I ask, how did you meet somebody like Oprah? Um, it's, um, it's almost like a high school. Um, in high school, you have all these different groups. You have the athletes, then on the female side, you have like cheerleaders, and right. maybe like the acting class, thespian club, uh, kids who don't like to go to school, right. uh, kids who like to dress in black. <laughs> right, right. What's it called? Gothic. Yeah. Um, in Hollywood, it's very much of a club. And once I got in with some of the bigger ones, but I got in fast, like with the uh, with the Denzel Washingtons, um, I got in there fast, and uh, uh, Robert Downey Jr., as you know, and Charlie Sheen, and so once people hear, like, wow, this guy helped that guy and did a good job, my my name began to be tossed around Hollywood, because there wasn't really many uh, Christian guys that their names were tossed around Hollywood. You had Frank and Bunny Wilson, who started a Bible study in the 70s, and that was predominantly African-American artists like Smokey Robinson, Stevie Wonder, Natalie Cole. And then you had my good friend, Pat Boone, who started in the 70s, and he led people like Rock Hudson to the Lord at the end of his life. 
He led John Wayne to the Lord at the end of his life. Oh, good. And so um, then the Tim Story Bible study started in 1992 in the house of Diane uh, Cannon, who was married to Cary Grant. Yeah, yeah, I know her. And uh, I won't name drop who was there, but it was who's who Hollywood. Uh, yeah. Out of the 13 people, 11 were very well-known stars. Well, and I'm thinking these are people who need Jesus, right? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm listening. I think that they needed something. I don't know if they were thinking they needed Jesus at the time, but I I think that they felt a void. I think that they were looking for purpose and meaning. And I feel that um, there are some of us, not all of us that are Christians, that have a, a way or a knack or a gift or a burden to reach out to the real world. Because I, I think the real world is very skeptical of traditional Christians. Yeah. And I think people like myself and Pat Boone and others uh, have been able to uh, cross that bridge. Judah Smith nowadays, he works with a lot of people. And so I think there's a few of us that have been able to push those buttons. I just think that's great. That is great. And so this is kind of a funny question, but have you met anybody that you've just been completely starstruck by? Um, I get to meet them all. Yeah. I think that, uh, I mean, I think if you meet a Julia Roberts, that's interesting because I liked her movies. I like Notting Hill. Yeah. I like Runaway Bride. And then actually look at her face and see her mouth move, <laughs> just like on the movie screen. That's like, wow, that's weird. Only she's talking to you. Or, yeah, the other day I was talking to Reese Witherspoon, wow. and we were just talking about life. I mean, that's kind of odd, because I like Sweet Home Alabama, the movie. Yeah. Um, I'm very good friends with Charlize Theron, the actress who won an Academy Award. So, yeah, I have my moments. Yeah. Where I just say, holy schmoly, I I get to live this very amazing life. I remember one night we were doing the Hollywood Bible study, which has been going since 1992. And now we have several thousand people that are part of the Hollywood Bible study. And I was doing it, and I saw a very unusual uh, a pairing, and that was Tom Hanks and Jerry Seinfeld, who walked in together. Wow. <laughs> and so I think that there are times where it's not that I get intimidated, but I get a big smile on my face. Yeah, I bet. Like, like this, is a, this is a cool job, yeah. And yet you probably find that they're just real people like you and I with real problems and have the same kinds of needs, right? Yeah, but everything is amplified. You know, the... Yeah. Um, we have we have these shows now. It you know back in the days of the sixties, there was a a gossip columnist by the name of Rona Barrett. Yeah, I remember. And she wrote for a a magazine that was similar to People. Today, if a celebrity gets in a little bit of trouble, it is literally on no less than fifty outlets. Yeah. Within hours. Yeah, that makes life hard. So, I would think. So it makes a difference, and I could see a word hard, but I don't think that all of them see it as hard. I just think they see it as different, and so it's just that they realize they have to have a, a different way of doing life. They have to watch where they go, who they're with, how they comment, and so because I know a lot of celebrities that love being celebrities, and they don't see it as hard at all. They oh, enjoy good. It. Good for them. <laughs> so what's Steve Harvey like? You're on TV with him, right? Or have been? Yeah, a lot. And we just did a, uh, we did a long tour together where we went from city to city. We're great friends. I did, on just his Facebook Live, he has over 8 million people. Wow. So he gave me Facebook Live, my own TV show on that, every Monday. And so I've been doing that forever. We've taken a little bit of sabbatical just because of my schedule. But I also do his TV show. And then we are looking at him executive producing another show 
that would be with me and possibly him in it. So I do that. And then uh, with Oprah, I'm in her new book. She has a new book. I'm in the new book. Great. I just did an Oprah cruise. I do Oprah cruises where we go on a boat together. Wow. Uh, yeah, I do Oprah speaking appearances. I help host things with her. We're working on specials together. And But the thing is, she's really a nice lady. And she has other Christians around her. You know, she has T.D. Uh, Jakes. That, that she's friends with. She's also friends with um, um, John Gray. John Gray has his own show on OWN. Uh, Tyler Perry is her friend. So she she's very open to um, more and more about Jesus. And um, she was raised in the church, but yeah. she's more open to Jesus than ever, I think. Praise God. Well, listeners, we are talking to acclaimed author, speaker, life coach, Tim Story. We're going to take a little break now, but when we come back, let's um, just keep on talking along these lines, Tim, and we will be right back after this. I'm David Warren here with some exciting news for Oasis listeners. We have a new mobile device app. It's free, easy to download, and lets you enjoy our refreshing music and talk everywhere you go. If you have an Android cell phone, go to the Google Play Store. And if you have an iPhone or iPad, visit the Apple Store and search for Oasis Radio Network. Be an Oasis ambassador and share this news with family and friends around the world. Oasis Welcome back to The Roadshow. I'm your host, Karen Jensen Salisbury. We are delighted to have Tim Story as our guest today. Tim is an author, a speaker, a life coach, has a church. He does a bunch of different things, and he is very well known in Hollywood as a helper and a life coach for um, lots of famous people that we've heard of. And and so, Tim, you mentioned in the last segment that, you know, uh, you're on TV with Steve Harvey and with Oprah. And um, I was asking you during the break, do you always talk about Jesus when you're on these secular shows? Yeah, and the thing that I was uh, talking about off air is that uh, no. So a lot of times in a show that I'm on, They'll say, we want you to come on and talk about bullying, like about what people can do if their child's been bullied. So yeah. in that case, I'm talking about bullying. Or I get asked a lot to talk about my signature subject, the comeback, uh, whether it be on Fox News, CNN News, Oprah, um, Access Hollywood, Entertainment Tonight, whatever I'm on. So whatever the subject is, that's where I go down. But I think that the key is that, you know, people can tell that I walk with God. And I think that's one reason that our um, social media is so large, because it is, is that people connect, then they follow, and then every day I'm ministering to people that would predominantly not go to church on social media and get, like, great response, not even good. So that's kind of my deal. I enjoyed being a well-known minister and speaking at the biggest churches in the world for over 30 years. And I still do that, but I sure do like a whole lot more fishing in the lakes that most guys could never get into. And those are the lakes that I'm in. I'm in the lakes of the people who either have been turned off by religion or have never really had the gospel shared in a way where they were able to comprehend. Yeah, yeah, that's wonderful. And so um, you're saying that, like, our listeners right now, we could find you on Facebook? How do we find you? Well, I'm, on, I'm a Tim Story official. Okay. So it's S-T-O-R-E-Y official. I think on Instagram alone we have over 570,000 people. Wow. So, yeah, Tim Story Official, S-T-O-R-E-Y, and then official, yeah. Okay, and your latest book out, Tim, uh, by Harrison House is called Comeback and Beyond, How to Turn Your Setbacks into Comebacks. But before we dive into that, uh, tell us a little bit about Keep the Faith Radio. Yeah, I mean, I love David Sams, and I met David Sams through a secular man uh, who happens to be Jewish, um, 
does not go to a Christian church. This is this is why we need to be open to what God is doing. Yeah. And that time I met David Sam's. They were working on a project together uh, called I Hope You Dance, which was based on the song yeah. by Leanne Womack. Yeah. And they had me and Kathy Lee Gifford host a program about it. And that time I met David Sam's, we connected. And we have a podcast together, and you can find more about that on my Instagram. So David and I do a podcast that is doing very well. And then he started putting me on Keeping the Faith Radio, which goes out to a lot, a lot of people all over America. And those are like these two or three minute Kim Story motivational pieces. And uh, then David Sams and I are also working in the movie business. We're working on some movie projects. Great. You're in the place for it, that's for sure. And so Hollywood. Tim, yep, that's the place. Uh, tell us about Tim's Story Live. Tim's Story Live is a, um, it is a group of people that meet in Hollywood, and it's probably 70% leadership training. Ah. Other 30% is biblical teaching on leadership training. And it's quite a smart idea because I draw them from Kabbalah, Scientology. I draw them from the New Age movement. A lot of New Age people follow me because of Oprah. They got very connected to seeing me on Oprah a lot. And um, so we have a very strong community that come and see me once a month. Our average attendance for that is right at about 400. It's invite only. And people pay a very small price to come. And I teach on leadership, but I use the Bible to do so. And we get a lot of people who come to God, who come to Jesus, through that. And I mean a lot. It's a movement. So you're winning people in Kabbalah and on these other... Uh, you know, new age, uh, religions to Jesus. Yes. And so the thing is, I don't criticize anybody for being where they are. You sure. know, the apostle Paul, the, 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 the apostle Paul was, was slightly off track. And then Jesus helped him get on track in Acts chapter nine. Yeah. So a lot of these people have been turned off by traditional religion. People need to know that. Yeah. Uh, So much of our teaching has been judgmental. I think there's so much ego uh, within Christian leaders, and the world reads that. Sure. And I, in fact, I went to one of those groups to go see a friend speak, and I was leery about doing it, but I just did it. And I was surprised to one of these groups I'm talking about, okay? of how many charismatic Christians were there. Wow. And they said, oh, I saw you at Marilyn Hickey's, or I saw you at Larry Stockstill's, or I saw you at Casey Treat's. Oh, I met you at Joel Osteen's. I was in shock. (laughs) And when I would ask some of them, like, well, what led you here? And they would say, you know, the traditional Christianity is so much judgment, and people are putting each other down. And that's not to put any of our family down, because I am a Christian. But that is for us to become aware and awake and realize that we really need to do a little more work on that walking in love stuff. Yeah. It's kind of the main stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Well, it's great that you're out there reaching those people, because that they are the ones who need to be reached. And, and listen, Yeah, me and others. You Me and ch- others. I mean, that's yeah, sure. Judah Smith, um, John Gray, um, the young guy from Hillsong, New York. Um, he's doing a great job. I think there's a small team of us that, by the grace of God, he's given us the keys to this secular world, and we're unlocking them on a daily basis. That's great. You have a church, right, in California? I do. The church is... Um, The church is a God idea, not a good idea. You know, I traveled for 37 years, and I started a church in my house, and then we went to a school, then we went to a bigger school, 
And it's a church that's about three and a half years of age. Um, it's right at about 550 people. It's kind of like a boutique church. I don't really ever see us becoming like uh, mega, mega, mega. That's not how I really see church at this point in my life. But I do think we'll probably hit like, you know, 1,200, 1,500. And the great thing about it is most of the people that come to our church are first time to the Christian movement and the charismatic movement. And it's called... We are drawing them from all walks of life. I mean, I love, love, love it. (laughs) And I'm there every Sunday. I've only missed three a year. And I take no salary. I will never take a salary from the church. And it's my give back for what God has done in my life. We have a great team, children's department, youth department, and um, it's got a real Jesus feel to it. It's a, it's, a, it's a really neat place. And it's called The Congregation, right? The Congregation, which means the called out ones. And tell me the name of the, the city. I'm not sure I can pronounce the name of your city. Placentia, which is close to Anaheim. So when you think Disneyland, it's right down the street. Oh, great. And you have so a what, congregation. Yes. You have what you call an online campus. Explain that. The online campus, I mean, my gosh. I mean, look what Greg Rochelle has done over there in Oklahoma. Yeah. Uh, so we, you know, we look at Chris Hodges. We look at Greg Rochelle. So we have a very strong following online. And that's another beautiful thing. I've got Muslims, Sikhs, people from all walks of life that watch me every single Sunday. It's mind-boggling. It really is. I went to this thing at Oprah's house. She did a thing called Belief. It was a documentary. And I walked in, and it was like who's who of spirituality, Muslims, Sikhs, seers fortune tellers. I don't know what all these people did, but (laughs) I was sitting next to her and people were coming up to me left and right going, oh my God, I'm such a follower. Oh my goodness. You've so helped my life. You've helped me see Jesus in a whole different way. So that I find interesting. That I find interesting. Yeah, really. That's great. And so you mentioned you'd traveled for like 30 years. I know your website says you've been in 75 different countries. Uh, what do you typically do when you go overseas to different countries? I would go in as a speaker uh, slash evangelist slash life coach. <laughs> and I I ran the mega series, you know. So Tulsa, I did Billy Joe Doherty's Word Explosion year after year after year at the Maybe Center. Uh, back in the day, I did Carlton Pearson's Azusa Conference. Uh, I used to guest lecture at Oral Roberts University in the Signs and Wonders with Dr. Chapel when he was there in the seminary. So I was on the tour like some of these guys do. Sure. And mine just happened to take me all over the world. I always marched to a different drumbeat. Like, I, I was in it, but not of it. So I, I don't do Christian TV. I stopped doing Christian TV 17 years ago because I feel like there's just so many talking heads. And I give the guys credit for doing it if they're doing it right. Okay. I didn't meet you on a Christian program just because I liked the way they approached me. So I went on that one. Yeah. But I don't, I don't do the Christian TV thing. I think we got enough talking heads on that. But I like reaching out to the to the other lakes, as I said earlier. And so what's one of your favorite countries that you've been to? I'm a big fan of South Africa. I've been there 28 times. Wow. South Africa, yeah. So um, we have a lot of um, influence there. You know, we have very large crowds that come to see me speak, but I'm do a lot in the media in South Africa with their secular talk shows, a lot of secular talk shows, secular magazines. Uh, I've been able to help a lot of their entertainers. We've even did Hollywood Bible studies in South Africa. And so this is an awesome thing now. We do Hollywood Bible studies anywhere from Sydney, Australia, uh, Stockholm, Sweden, South Africa, 
I'm about to go do another one, my second, in Ukraine for their secular industry. So the inroads we're making is like, holy schmoly. I'm about to do it in Marbella, Spain in three weeks. And I would say most of these people are new age that I'll be speaking to there. And, um, yeah, so that's, that's fun. Yeah, so you have to keep going back. You go every month to these places to do these Bible studies? No, I don't. I these are these are usually a once every six month affair. Oh, that's good. Uh, I love being home. I'm a homebody now. I live <laughs> in Los Angeles, and I love being at home. I really do. I love doing all my projects from home as much as possible. All right. Well, we are talking today, listeners, with author, speaker, life coach Tim Story. You can find out more about his ministry or get in touch with him via his website, timstory.com. That's T-I-M-S-T-O-R-E-Y.com. And you can find out more about his church in Placentia, California at congregationchurch.com. Tim, tell us about your app. I have an app. Um, This is like one of those neat stories. Uh, There was a man in the audience at one of my meetings, and he's not known as a Christian guy, and he does well financially, and he dropped $70,000 into my app. And so it must be a pretty good one. It must. And so the utmost app is based on one of my messages. There's three levels of living, almost, most, and utmost. So utmost is where God wants us to be. And I always say this, an utmost God did not create almost children. So the utmost app is to help you on a daily basis, get better physically, mentally, spiritually, financially, job, family. And I use Bible, 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 Bible to build you. So it is soul food seven days a week. And I keep uploading new things just because I like you guys. (laughs) So we can get the Utmost app in the App Store, right? On iTunes app, yes. And a lot of people are getting it. You should get it. It'll help you. Let's take a break right now. When we come back, we're going to dive into Tim's latest book, Come Back and Beyond, How to Turn Your Setbacks into Comebacks. We'll be right back after this. The Roadshow is a listener favorite, which airs each weekday here on the Oasis Radio Network starting at 1 p.m. Eastern, 12 noon Central. The Roadshow also has a great section on our website, oasisnetwork.org. There you'll find audio archives of select past interviews, plus guest lineup and contact information, and links to our Roadshow sponsors and its hosts. So join us for The Roadshow, whether on your radio, computer, or mobile device at oasisnetwork.org. Welcome back to The Roadshow. I'm your host, Karen Jensen Salisbury, and our very special guest today is author, teacher, life coach, Tim Story, who has a new book out with Harrison House called Come Back and Beyond, How to Turn Your Setbacks into Comebacks. Tim, tell us about how you came to write this book. Um, probably through going through setbacks. <laughs> yeah, right. Everybody has them. <laughs> yeah, I would like the. I was like the boy wonder most of my life, and then then I was the boy I wonder. <laughs> oh dear, what happened to you? Well, I was a, I was you know I was happy and still am, a uh, good athlete, funny kid, and uh, riding high like super high in the whole spiritual realm, and then I ended up after a long period of time deciding that this marriage was not working, I was in and got divorced. But I I was not so good at handling that kind of a challenge. Yeah. And so it created a bit of a spiral in my life. And so I learned that this is very common for people that they are not equipped to handle these life interruptions, whether it be an illness, abuse, uh, separation, divorce, uh, failure, disappointment. So I started to really study the, the subject of comeback way before I even wrote the book and um, started working with a therapist, then another therapist, Christian, on setbacks to comeback and created something that has now changed millions of people. 
And, you know, that's how I helped Robert Downey Jr. starting in 1999, turn his setbacks to comeback. And that is what I became known for as a comeback coach to the stars. So uh, nobody would order difficulty from Life's Diner, but the difficulty that I created and the difficulties that have come that I did not create, I've learned from all of those. And I think that I've become a, a better and broader person. I think it's such a good message because we've all had setbacks and we can make comebacks. You say here in your book, even while you're feeling the sting of your setback, your comeback has already been prepared for you. You just have to think about yourself and the situation differently. 100% because I'm a father. I have two children. And if my kids are failing, I'm not trying to punish them or hope they fail more mostly if they're older. So I'm a big advocate of Psalms 103, that God does not treat you as your sins deserve. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those that fear him. Yes. For he knows your frame. The word frame is your structure, your makeup. So God's not surprised when you make a mistake. And he is a good, good father. And he does expect us to get up and grow up. And that's what my teaching is about. And it's, it's working. I work with a lot of ministers that fall on their butts. I work with a lot of CEOs that have trouble and um, some of those famous people on the earth. So I must have pushed the right buttons because this is the thing that keeps me busy. Yeah. it's. A, you also said it's too soon to give up because God hasn't given up on you. You're the only one who can abort your destiny. 100%. He'll never give up on you. I mean, Judas Iscariot denied Christ. And when Jesus rose from the grave, he said, tell the disciples, especially Peter. So it's amazing that he singled out Peter because last he had seen Peter is that he had denied him while he was on the cross. And so the God that I know, is don't forget, the God you know is the God you're going to show. The God I know is a very merciful God, he, but he does expect you to grow up. So yeah. God loves you the way you are, but he loves you too much to leave you the same. So <laughs> I believe we got to grow up, but he is a merciful, powerful, living God that finishes things. He's the author and the finisher of our faith. Yeah, so even if we stumble in the middle, he's not done yet. That's how I see it, and I think that's how you see it. So you, you say in Chapter 2 here, you talk about some reasons for setbacks in our lives, uh, some we cause and some that happen to us. Can you go through those? Yeah, I think that most of the setbacks that happen to people is based on choices, that the choice creates the challenge. And in my life coaching, because I life coach people, I have a section about taking 100% responsibility for your actions. That's good. And I've met people, male and female, on the road, and they're constantly complaining about somebody cheated on me or um, I was in this relationship and he turned out to be an awful person. And But if you would really reflect, a, a lot of us, we probably had like a nudge from the Lord, from the Holy Spirit, saying that that was not a God idea. And you made the choice anyway. And so many times the choice creates the challenge. But the great thing about this is that uh, grace fills in the gaps. And that even though you've made some bad choices, God's grace is so uh, amazing, He can help you to make the right changes that you need to to help resolve the setback that you're in. So you're saying even if I made a bad choice and it's my fault totally that I've ended up in this setback, there's still a way out. There's a way out, but you're going to feel a little bit scarred and marred sometimes. And yeah. your shoes may not be as shiny in some people's eyes. I yeah. mean, I work with Charlie Sheen, and people wonder why I do, because I love human beings. So if I'm out to dinner with Charlie Sheen, I will have people say, wow, that's kind of interesting. I, I, I wouldn't think you'd still be hanging out with Charlie Sheen. Well, why not? He's a human being. So... People may still see you based on your setback, whether it be a, a minister that fell or a, a woman that left her husband for someone else or whatever. Yeah. 
so you might be marred and scarred and your shoes may be scuffed, but God's opinion of you makes man's opinion irrelevant. Yeah. And if you can learn to drink that in, uh, it could change your life. I like how honest you are in this book. You say it isn't easy to come back. It will take some sweat and some tears. Not easy. That's why most people don't do it. Yeah. Most people live a discount version of their life. And they say, well, I used to do that, but then I got fired. Or I used to do that, then I married this fool. Or I used to do that, then my son started acting up. And it, it takes guts to do what Moses did when God visited him in the burning bush and said, Moses, get up and get out. There's somebody hurting worse than you. And that's one reason that I will never quit. One is because of my relationship with God. Another is somebody's hurting worse than me, and I can be a billboard for their breakthrough. Ooh, I like that, a billboard for their breakthrough. There's a bumper sticker. Yeah, just by showing up on a billboard for their breakthrough. <laughs> I don't even have to say anything. Yeah, yeah. You talk about, in this chapter two, about a core comeback, kind of like getting to the root of the problem. Talk about that a little. Well, there's a carnal comeback, and the carnal comeback is, man, the church let me down, I'm going to prove to them. Or that pastor was not good to me, I'm going to start a church two blocks away. That's a carnal comeback. Yeah. Carnal comeback is, my husband left me, I'm going from a size 16 to a size 4, okay? So, first of all, good luck, and then number (laughs) two, you probably won't look that healthy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's a carnal comeback. A core comeback is God breathed. When the Ruach of God breathes life into you like he did into David, God breathed, God inspired, God endorsed. Don't you love that? I do. That sounds like the way to make a comeback. Yeah. God breathed, God inspired, God endorsed. Yeah. Um, In chapter 3, you talk about getting real, and you say that turning from your past doesn't mean shoveling all your problems in the closet. It means cleaning your closet. Yeah, and in that case, if you've got a lot of comebacks, you're probably going to need some help with the spring cleaning. (laughs) (laughs) So if you're going to have a comeback, you're not going to do it on your own. You're going to be real lost. Yeah. So the the, the steps of a comeback is, number one, is you you have to become awake. Number two, you become aware of what happened. Number three, you take inventory, like the prodigal son, like, oh, my gosh, how did I end up with a pig? (laughs) And then what you need to do is you need to find somebody to lean on, like that old song by Bill Weathers. So, like, even to this day, I have two therapists that I meet with. Both of them are older. And I don't do it because I feel so many problems right now. In fact, I don't think I've felt this much peace in my life since I was probably 20 years of age, but I continually go because there's wisdom in the multitude of counselors, and we all need to partner with power. Yeah, we, everybody needs help, don't they? Yes, I think so. You talk in uh, Chapter 4 about learning to talk right. In fact, you mention actor Christopher Reeve, who played Superman and then was um, paralyzed, and his wife Dana How do they learn to talk right? And when you think of talk right, give me the the thought you're thinking about. You mean the power of words? Yeah, you know, and how after his writing accident, Christopher questioned the value of his life, you know, and she said, no matter what, I still love you. Her words framed his decision. Yeah, and what a beautiful story. And the way she... She was there to be used by God to to build him up when he was not the same man that she married. And as as you teach on your show as well, is that there there is really power in words, but it's it's more than just like a scripture. You know, we 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 quote the scripture: "Life and death are in the power of the tongue." That is true, but it's really true. I mean, your words are really powerful. Do you know that when I life coach a celebrity and that celebrity's in trouble, I never mention the first session the trouble that they're in. And they always get a little perplexed, and they'll say, 
but aren't I here to talk to you about my dilemma? I said, yeah, but right now I'm talking about your childhood. Because there, because most people are so uh, connected and, and focused and concentrating on that setback, I try to take them away from that for at least a minute so that they can see that there's more to life than what they're going through. Like open up another possibility. 100%. Yeah. Listeners, we've been talking to Tim Story today about his latest book, Come Back and Beyond, How to Turn Your Setbacks into Comebacks. Tim, tell us how we can get your book. Uh, well, everything, all things Tim Story are on timstory.com. So S-T-O-R-E-Y, timstory.com. And you can also get it on this thing that people hear about called Amazon. You know they're doing that nowadays. <laughs> really? <laughs> All right. Yeah, so. All right. Well, let's take a short break and we'll be right back. We'll hear more from Tim's story about turning our setbacks into comebacks. Stay tuned. I'm David Warren, Program Director at Oasis Radio Network and one of the hosts of this podcast. All of our hosts enjoy hearing from you, our listening family, so drop us a note. Our email address is roadshow at oasisnetwork.org. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and you'll receive new episodes on your mobile devices. And now, back to the show. Welcome back to The Roadshow. My name is Karen Jensen Salisbury. We're so glad you're listening with us today. We've been talking to author, speaker, and life coach Tim Story. We've been looking into his latest book, Come Back and Beyond, How to Turn Your Setbacks into Comebacks. Tim, one of my favorite stories in the book is about the time you went bear hunting in Canada. Give us a little uh, insight into that story. Okay, number one, you got to understand... I am from the inner city, <laughs> like the inner city. So a friend of mine who is a hunter, okay, this is many years ago, he said, hey, Tim, I'm going bear hunting, but watch this, with bow and arrows <laughs> oh. <laughs> up in Canada. He said, but don't worry, you don't have to hunt. But about two days later, a FedEx uh, came to me with a very expensive bow, Wow. Okay. And arrows. And he had set up uh, a person that was going to teach me at his uh, little studio how to shoot the bow and arrow, right? Oh, my stars. Okay. So the part of the story that I will tell you is that then I then go to this beautiful place in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. I mean, it's gorgeous. Yeah. So I tell the little guy, he must be 21. I said to him, hey, Kevin, do me a favor. Take me where there's no bear. <laughs> it's a four-day event. Oh I'm going to pay you, I'm going to tip you $50 a day <laughs> to take me where there's no bear. And he was like, oh, my God, Mr. Story, that's so generous of you. I will take you where there's no bear. <laughs> he goes, this, bears never go around here. That's a true story. <laughs> so they got me up there on this tree stand, which I've never been up in a tree stand, and I'm afraid of heights. Oh, dear. With my bow and arrow that I've only shot for three hours before in my lesson, and I wasn't that great. <laughs> and I must have been in that doggone tree stand for 30 minutes, and the sun was just coming up, and all of a sudden I heard... Oh, no. It was not just a bear. It was a trophy-sized, big, old, giant... Canadian bear Ooh. walking right under my tree stand. Bless your heart. And yes, and they had baited him with donuts. And so they, he had sniffed the donuts. And so I was teased. I said, he sniffed the donuts and then he looked at me. He thought, me or the donuts? <laughs> him or the donuts? <laughs> I'm glad he chose the donuts. But there is a Victoria story at the end that someday I will say, because not everybody likes hunting. I noticed if I tell the Victoria story, not everybody likes it. <laughs> but there was a Victoria story, and let me just say that I lived. <laughs> well, we are glad you lived. I guess we'll just have to get the book and read about it to find out what happened with you and the bear. 
And the bear. And the bear. (laughs) Well, listeners, we've been talking today to author, speaker, life coach Tim Story, looking into his book, Come Back and Beyond, How to Turn Your Setbacks into Comebacks. You can get the book or find out more about his ministry at timstory.com, T-I-M-S-T-O-R-E-Y.com. You can find out more about his church, the congregation, at congregationchurch.com in Placentia, California. Tim, before we go, will you pray for our listeners? I will. And and just to everybody listening, don't put yourself down. That's the enemy's job. And you may not be what you want to be, but thank God you're not what you used to be. So let me pray. Father, I just thank you for every single person that's listening. I thank you for this awesome radio show that's reaching so many people. And God, I, I thank you that our steps are ordered by you. And you have favor, favor on every single person's life. And that just around the corner, amazing things are going to happen. Thank you for healing us, changing us, and let your peace come on every single listener. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Tim, thanks so much for being on the Roadshow today. What a privilege. I like your personality, and it was great meeting you in person on that show that we did. And I'm very excited about what you and your team are doing. And you as well. Listeners, thank you for being with us today. I had a great time. I hope you did too. On behalf of the Oasis Network, this is Karen Jensen-Salisbury and my special guest, Tim Story, saying thank you for listening today. It's been another great roadshow. You've been listening to The Roadshow. If you'd like to write to us, here's our address. The Roadshow, P.O. Box 1924, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74101. Our email address is roadshow at oasisnetwork.org. The views of today's guest aren't necessarily those of this station, but we do appreciate and thank our guest for spending this time with us. The Roadshow, an Oasis Network presentation. Hey!